Hi, this is Wayne Zell, and you're listening to Blueprint for Wealth, a continuous podcast of topics of interest to individuals and businesses who want to help themselves realize their personal dreams of wealth and freedom. The podcast is enabled by the law firm of Odin, Feldman, and Pittleman, serving the Washington, D.C. metro area with clients all across the country. If you'd like to know more about OF&P, visit us on the web at OFPlaw.com. And I invite you to subscribe to my blog at blueprintforwealth.org, where you can obtain information on tax, estate planning, and business planning topics of interest. This podcast today is going to focus on the idea that you can use life insurance to provide non-qualified deferred compensation benefits to your employees. And these plans are typically known as 162 bonus plans. Many companies and many of my clients are finding it harder and harder to get and retain and reward key employees and executives. The technique I'm about to describe has been around for a long time, but it's little known and little used. Using this technique, a 162 bonus plan, an employer can use special benefit options to give an employee growing cash values in the form of company-paid cash value accumulation life insurance policies. It's not mainstream, but these types of savings programs and disaster coverage provides an effective bonus plan for an employee while remaining a valid business deduction for employers. I've found that the executive bonus is one of the best ways to attract and retain quality executives. The executive bonus, also known as the 162 plan, involves the purchase of life insurance on the life of a select or key employee. And it's extremely beneficial for both the employer and the employee. The employer pays the premium on the policy and includes the premium and the taxable W-2 wages of the employee. The employee, or an irrevocable trust for the benefit of the employee, owns the insurance, names the beneficiary, and has all the rights in the policy. The employer typically has no rights in the policy's cash value or death benefit. With an executive bonus plan, the employer takes an income tax deduction under Internal Revenue Code Section 162 for the entire amount of the bonus, which is usually equal to the premium. The employer can pay the premium to the insurance company or an insurance agent. He can also pay it to the employee or the employee's trust. The executive bonus is often used as a supplement to Internal Revenue Code Section 79. Section 79 regulates an employer's ability to provide group term life insurance coverage to an employee and usually maxes out at about $50,000 per participant. The executive bonus can be added to a group term plan as supplemental insurance when the employer wants to carve out a select employee or a select group of employees to receive additional life insurance protection. These select employees are carved out of the Section, one, uh, the Section 79 group term plan on a discriminatory basis. So this is in addition to the group term policy. As with any executive bonus plan, the employer can deduct the premiums as compensation expense. So how does this work? The executive bonus is really easy to implement. 
the employee purchases and owns the life insurance on his or her own life. Sometimes the employer can obtain the insurance for the employee, but the employee is deemed to be the owner of the policy. The employer pays the premiums to the insurance company. The premiums are fully deductible to the employer as compensation to the employee under Section 162. The premiums are taxable income to the employee, and the employee owns the life insurance policy, including the policy values. As the policy values grow, the employee definitely derives some benefit. It's been my experience that some employers like to pay not only the premium, but will also often pay the employee's income tax and FICA tax on the premium amount. This is known as a gross-up, and it's essentially a second bonus that's included also in the employee's income. The employer should consider adopting a formal resolution or a plan document that adds to the corporate minutes to show that the premium payments are intended as compensation and not something else. The employer and the employee also can enter into a modification of the ownership rights agreement. In other words, even though the employee is treated as the owner of the policy, a modification of ownership rights may limit control the employee has over the use of the policy values. This gives the employer some control over the employee. In other words, the, employee, the employer may require that the employee cannot access the policy values for loans or withdrawals without the written consent of the employer or after achieving some level of vesting, meaning that they've been with the employer for a certain number of years after the insurance was purchased. Who benefits? Well, the employer benefits because the employer gets to choose who participates in this plan. They can customize the benefit depending on the employee and the situation. The employer can receive an income tax deduction, and creating the plan and implementing the plan is really easy. There's no administration beyond normal payroll and W-2 reporting. And there are no ERISA requirements, meaning that this is not a qualified plan. It's a non-qualified plan, not subject to ERISA. Premiums can be self-completing upon employee disability. Tax deductible? Absolutely, under Section 162. The benefits to the employee is that the employee effectively owns additional life insurance that's being paid for by the employer and the policy values subject to the limitations that we just discussed. The employee can name a beneficiary and control the usage of the policy. There's little or no out-of-pocket, maybe except for the tax consequence that the employer is not willing to pay. And it serves as a source of supplemental retirement income. Proceeds from the insurance can be used to pay for estate costs and taxes if there are any. And last but not least, the employer payments are treated as wages to the employee but are subject to FICA, Social Security, and FUDA taxes. Since the employee pays tax on the premiums, he or she gets a cost basis equal to the sum of the premiums paid. This can be used to offset any income tax as amounts are withdrawn or if the policy is surrendered before death. A sole proprietor cannot deduct life insurance premiums on his or her own life. These premiums are non-deductible personal expenses. But a sole proprietor could deduct premiums of, on an employee that works for him or her under Section 162. The employer cannot take a deduction for a premium 
when the employer is the beneficiary of the policy. That's known as corporate-owned life insurance, and there you cannot claim a deduction for the insurance. An employee's reasonable compensation is always deductible by the employer, and when compensation exceeds what is customarily paid for similar services, the deduction could be denied. Compensation that's found unreasonable by the IRS could be classified as a dividend if it's paid to an employee that's also a shareholder of the company. And no deduction is permitted for applicable employee remuneration in excess of a million dollars paid to covered employees by publicly traded or publicly held companies. So really, if you've got an interest in rewarding your employees with some additional supplemental non-qualified deferred compensation benefits, take a look at the 162 bonus plan. It might be just for you, and it utilizes life insurance. If you have any questions about these types of plans, please call me, Wayne Zell, at 703-218-2177. And of course, check out our blog from time to time, www.blueprintforwealth.org, for updates on these and other very important tax business planning, and estate planning issues. Thanks and have a great day.